Welcome to the Maximize Business Value Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Mastery Partners, where our mission is to equip business owners to maximize business value so they can transition their business on their terms. Our mission was born from the lessons we've learned from over 100 business transactions, which fuels our desire to share our experiences and wisdom so you can succeed. Now here's your host, CEO of Mastery Partners, Tom Bronson. Hi, this is Tom Bronson, and welcome to Maximize Business Value, a podcast for business owners who are passionate about building long-term sustainable value in their businesses. So in this episode, I want to talk about risks. Risks are inevitable in every business, and in fact, in life. Uh, In my opinion, business owners, almost by definition, are typically risk takers. Uh, I love this quote from uh, John Augusta Shedd. A ship in harbor is safe, but that is not what ships are built for. Just as a ship must leave its harbor, an entrepreneur must go out and take risks. That is what we are built for. So it's one thing to know and understand the risks, and it's quite another to have risks hidden in your blind spot where you just can't see them. Once risk is identified, many times a business owner will assess the risk, examine whether or not to take action, and then just move on. It's sort of like buying insurance. If you don't live in a floodplain, why would you buy flood insurance? I can give you one example where it would have been beneficial, but we won't go into that now. So in my own experience as a business owner, when a risk is identified, I weigh the cost of the solution against the cost of the potential catastrophe, and sometimes I choose to accept the risk. Again, if the cost of mitigation outweighs the risk itself, then it's a pretty easy decision. So over time, though, the risk factors may change, and therefore I would need to reassess the potential uh, risks and reverse my prior decision. The worst possible scenario would be to, one, either fail to identify the risk in the first place, or two, assess the ri- to, to not assess the risk again once the risk factors change. Wow, say that 10 times fast, right? Either way, uh, you're hit with a potential catastrophe that you could be completely unprepared for. So as a business owner, the risk you face fall into two general categories, business and personal. Uh, many of the risks have kind of crossover properties that I'll that, that we'll call it, meaning that uh, a business risk may have personal implications or vice versa. For example, if you're if you're a business owner and your business is completely dependent on you and your family is dependent on you financially on your income, both the business and the family would be impacted probably significantly in the event of a long-term illness accident or even death. So some risks kind of cross over from personal uh, to business. But for the purpose of this podcast, I'd really like to focus on business risks and how to mitigate them. In a future podcast, perhaps even next week, we'll examine the personal risks as well uh, so that you have kind of a complete picture of the risks. 
So let's talk about the business risks. I've got them sort of in alphabetical order here, although theoretically they shouldn't be in alphabetical order, maybe in terms of, of how risky they are. However, uh, alphabetical order just seemed like a, uh, a reasonable solution for me this morning. So, so, uh, so let's talk about accidents. Accidents happen. And when they do in your business, do you have a plan to ensure that the business can continue to operate and that your people are safe? You should have a plan in place, not only for disaster recovery, but all, which is going to come up a couple of times here, uh, but also the necessary insurance to cover that risk. Make sure that your policies and procedures are in place to prevent accidents in your work in your work environment and make sure that the people are properly trained to avoid those accidents, but make sure at the end that you are prepared for accidents that could happen in your workplace. Compliance risk. So if you are in a heavily regulated industry, compliance risks are, are a no-brainer. But if you're not, you should still consider whether or not your systems, your policies, or your procedures across all the departments are compliant with all regulations and agreements that you have to follow. For example, if you take credit card payments, you need to ensure that your business is PCI compliant. I've seen all too many times retail and restaurant operations forced into bankruptcy because their system was breached and thousands of credit card holders' data was compromised. But even if you're not in a heavily regulated industry, your hiring and firing policies need to be compliant with federal and local laws and state laws. Um, if you have a bank loan, for example, uh, if you do, then I almost guarantee that you have covenants that you must keep in accordance with your loan agreement. And if you haven't already, you probably should pull out the loan documents and make a list of those covenants and assign them to someone to monitor. That's another kind of compliance type risk. Finally, all businesses have a certain degree of exposure to OSHA and ADA regulations. So compliance is not just for heavily regulated businesses. Compliance is a risk that impacts every business. If you're not sure, maybe it's time to audit your compliance um, because a compliance misstep could dramatically impact your business or even worse, it could put you out of business. Uh, customer risks. So one of the drivers of business value is customer concentration. This means that you might have a small number of customers who control a high percentage of your business or one of those, uh, but, but if one of those customers goes away, it could dramatically impact your business. That's called customer concentration. I've been there. On my birthday in 1989, I was delivered notice of cancellation from one of my big, or from my biggest customers, not one of, from my biggest customer, which by the way, accounted for 31% of my business. Now, I had two choices. Number one, cut staff to match now the new norm or grow the business to make up for the loss. Fortunately, I chose the latter. Uh, by the end of that year, by the way, my birthday is in January, so this came very early in the year, so we knew what the impact was going to be. 
So, uh, so by the end of that year, when we made the decision that we were not going to sit down and take it, uh, that we were going to fight back, not to the customer, of course, but to fight back and build that business, by the end of that year, we'd not only made up for the loss, but we also grew an additional 5%. Over the next five years, we grew an average of 42% per year and never looked back. And by the way, we never had a customer concentration risk again. Do you have heavy customer concentration risk in your business? What would happen if you lost your biggest customer? Act now to measure it, make sure that you understand it, and actively work to diversify your customer base. That doesn't mean get rid of your biggest customer and figure out how to replace them. What it means is reduce your dependency on that customer uh, so that you've got a business that is more uh, easily sustainable. So customer concentration risks. So there's also uh, data and information risks. Ransomware is all the rage today. In fact, before coronavirus, uh, we were hearing things about ransomware every day, but you know, it seems to be now on page 16 in the, in the business journal. So not a day goes by that you don't see something about it, but you have to be looking for it anymore. Uh, and so what would happen to your business if someone ransomed your data. Are you confident that you have the proper safeguards in place to ensure your vital com uh, uh, company information is protected? Uh, if you are, for the love of everything holy, please test it and make sure it works. There's nothing worse than thinking you have a backup plan in place only to find out that it didn't work when you need it. So, so when it comes to something like ransomware and that data being compromised, make sure that the backup is not stored in the same place as the other because I've heard of companies that have been ransomed and their backups were ransomed. So make sure that those things are uh, kept separately so that uh, they're not easily accessible one place or the other. So let's talk about debt risks. Now you might think that I'm gonna talk about having too much debt that burdens the business. Uh, to be perfectly frank, that's a no-brainer. What I want to talk about is the other way. Let's talk about having enough financing in place to achieve your business goals. So as a wise person once said to me, bankers only lend to businesses that can prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that they don't need it. So when times are good, be sure to secure the largest lines of credit you can get. You never know when you are going to need it. And not having access to capital when you need it is a terrible risk to have. So when times are good, make sure that you lever that and get access to as much capital as you think you're ever going to need, as much as you possibly can. So uh, there you go. Disagreements. So disagreements can be very disruptive in any business operation, and there are several types of disagreements that could impact your business. So you should examine your contingency plans in case you have a disagreement with, say, a major customer or one of your major suppliers. Think through what you might do if you have a disagreement with a shareholder or a partner in the business. Make sure that you have those things well-documented in your organizational 
docs. You know, we had earlier a uh, podcast, probably, I think it was episode three, uh, where we had uh, business divorce attorney, Lad Hirsch, uh, talk about um, uh, risks in the business and protecting that business and making sure that you have um, those things addressed on the front end so that it doesn't get nasty on the back end. Uh, I advise folks all the time, make sure that you have good operating agreement, uh, a great shareholder agreement, and for the love of everything, holy, if you have uh, partners in the business, you need to have a buy-sell, a way to break up uh, before you ever get started. And if you don't, if times are good, now's the time to address those things so that you can agree on them uh, and, and prevent some of those risks that you might have in your business. Think about going back and listening to episode three as well. So the distress risks are also important. So like disagreements, distress can distress can appear uh, in different forms and have a major impact on your business. So what types of distress could impact your business? One of the most overlooked distress situations is, believe it or not, success. Receiving a large order that uh, that is beyond your current ca capacity uh, to act can actually cripple a business. So what happens when you can't deliver that order on time or don't have the right people in place to be able to effectively manage that order? A large order should never be a surprise. If you are monitoring your business and watching your key performance indicators, specifically those KPIs in sales, you should have a better chance of being prepared for that risk if that order uh, comes. And so make sure that you have those things uh, in place uh, to be able to do that. Uh, we are talking about risks and we'll be back in 30 seconds. Mastery Partners equips business owners to maximize business value so they can transition on their own terms using our four-step process. We start with a snapshot of where your business is today. Then, we help you understand where you want to be and design a custom strategy to get you there. Next, you execute that strategy with the help of our amazing resource network. And ultimately, we help you transition your business on your terms. What are you waiting for? More time? More revenue? If you want to maximize your business value, it takes time. Now is the time. Get started today by checking us out at masterypartners.com or email us at info at masterypartners.com to learn more. I'm Tom Bronson, and this is the Maximize Business Value Podcast, and we are talking about risks in your business. Let's pick up where we left off, uh, economic risks. So most businesses are not immune to changes in economic conditions, both domestic and abroad. We got a full snoot full of this reality this year with the coronavirus, which shut down very nearly the entire world's way of life. Now, my encouragement to our clients, uh, most of whom have weathered the COVID crisis because they were prepared or they acted quickly, uh, is to learn from what we did. However you manage the crisis this time, and since it's fresh in your mind, document it while it is fresh in your mind so that it'll be easier to deal with if and when something like this happens again. Something like this will always happen again. So this type of documentation belongs in your disaster recovery plan. And if you don't have one of those, 
get busy writing it. In the words of one of my favorite writers and speakers, Keith Cunningham, you'll thank me later. Uh, a, a key part of your disaster recovery is having the right insurance in place. You should review your coverage at least annually. And I'm not saying by all the insurances that your, uh, that your provider offers to you, but you should review your coverage at least annually and think about having business interruption insurance. Uh, you'll be glad that you did if something like this happens. And make sure that it addresses things like uh, the coronavirus uh, that has come up this year. Let's talk about intellectual property risks. If your company owns intellectual property or IP, it is so important to protect all protect it by all necessary means. So make sure you have plans in place to prevent it from being compromised. Think about what happens if an employee leaves and takes your intellectual property with them, or if your competitor gains access to your intellectual property. Uh, intellectual property not only includes, by the way, the products that you make, but also the research and development work that, that may also include proprietary processes that you use in your business. So make sure that your intellectual property is properly protected. What about interruption? We've talked a little bit about one of the interruptions, but it also it always pays uh, to take some attention to the possibility of interruption. Of course, natural disasters can cause major business interruptions or something like the coronavirus uh, that came up this year. But what about other types of interruptions like the loss of your telephone system or the loss of your internet capabilities for an extended period of time? Make sure you have plans in place to be able to continue to operate your business, reach your customers, and more importantly, have them reach you during extended periods of time. It's way easier these days than it was back in, you know, before uh, 2000 or, or when, when we didn't have um, uh, the um, uh, IP phones and things like that, you know, then you had to have all kinds of fail safes in place. But now that now that we've got uh, internet based uh, communications and whatnot, it, it's easier to do, but make sure that you address those things and get them in place. So let's talk about key people risks. What would you do if one of your key people left or worse, went to work for one of your competitors. Make sure that you have incentives in place to retain your key people uh, and contingency plans in case you lost one of them uh, to a separation, to a disability, or worse, even death. So if you're like most businesses, the business is dependent on your key people. So you need to take action to protect that risk. Let's talk about legal risks. Of course, it goes without saying that legal issues can be a problem for any business. Lawsuits can pop up you know, from any different direction, especially in this litigious society that we live in. But the best way to mitigate this risk, in my opinion, is to have the right legal team in place, either via a retainer or long-term relationship in case you need them. In my businesses, I've kept a solid business attorney on retainer, so I wouldn't feel that I should, I wouldn't feel like I could handle minor things on my own. You know that, you get an agreement, it's, it's some, uh, someone's changed the language in some of your uh, agreements, and you think, oh, that's nothing, I'll just sign that and send it on. But if you've got an attorney on retainer, 
then you don't feel bad about sending it over to him. You're not going to get an extra bill to have him review that uh, and make sure that, that you're being covered because sometimes in agreements, legal words mean things that normal English doesn't mean. And so I always make sure that I have my attorney on hand to be able to do that. It is easy and surprisingly affordable to have a good attorney on retainer. So you should think about doing that. Uh, let's talk about your machinery and your technology. If your business is completely dependent on machinery that you use in a manufacturing or in a process to deliver your products or services, you need to have a contingency plan in place in case something happens to that machinery. Same thing goes for your technology, which we've already talked about. So, so now let's get on to these last two, and these are the biggies. These are the ones that are wildly important to long-term value in your business. So perk up here, pay attention, and maybe even take a few notes. Owner dependency. The number one reason why businesses don't sell is owner dependency. It's followed closely by unrealistic opinion of enterprise value, but we're not going to go there right now. We're just going to talk about the owner dependency. As a business owner, you probably have tons of what I call tribal knowledge uh, locked up in your head that if something happens to you, the business is at huge risk. Put plans in place to cross-train people and maybe even transition all of your activities so that the business can go on if something happens to you. That doesn't mean, you know, you're stepping out of the business and, and no longer working in the business. Make sure that somebody is trained or that the processes are well-documented enough where you can follow them or someone else can follow them in case something happens to you. Every business is eventually going to transition. But it can't transition if it depends on you. Perhaps if your business has become a job rather than an asset, it's time to work yourself out of a job. Last thing I want to talk about here are risks to systems and processes. So a few weeks ago, we had our good friend Charlene Aldridge and Todd Hunter with Aldridge Kerr talk about the need to document your processes. Well-documented processes not only protect the business, but they help build long-term sustainable value in your business. Make sure that you have all of your systems and processes well-documented, and more importantly, that those documented processes are being followed by everyone in the organization. Most businesses prevent process, or, or they invent, they don't prevent, they invent processes as they go along and ultimately don't organize those processes into proper documentation. If your processes are not documented, how can you be sure that, that they are easily duplicatable? And how can you train new people that come on board? Well-documented processes are one of the most important risks that can be easily eliminated in any business. In fact, 
well-documented processes may lead to a higher valuation upon exit. If you need help in this area, go back and look at our recent uh, podcast, and there was a blog post on, on easy things you can do in uh, regarding that topic. So those are some business risks that I wanted to examine with you today. This is the Maximize Business Value Podcast, where we give practical advice to business owners on how to build long-term sustainable value in your business. Be sure to tune in each week, uh, wherever you find podcasts, and be sure to comment because we love comments and we always respond. So until next time, I'm Tom Bronson reminding you to mitigate those risks while you maximize business value. Thank you for tuning in to the Maximize Business Value Podcast with Tom Bronson. This podcast is brought to you by Mastery Partners, where our mission is to equip business owners to maximize business value so they can transition on their own terms. Our mission was born from the lessons we've learned from over 100 business transactions, which fuels our desire to share our experiences and wisdom so you can succeed. Learn more on how to build long-term, sustainable business value and get free value-building tools by visiting our website, www.masterypartners.com. That's mastery with a Y, masterypartners.com. Check it out. That was perfect. I wouldn't make any changes on that.